Hey guys, welcome to Learn Feng Shui, where you'll learn Feng Shui from a classical point of view, taking out the myth and superstition. If you like weekly tips as well as fun folklore tales, you'll enjoy learning Feng Shui with me. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. Today we're going to talk about different types of chi. So we're going to talk about what chi is, how it can impact you, you know, the different types According to Chinese metaphysics, some can be positive, some can be negative, and some can just be kind of stagnant. I'm Candice Berlink. I'm your host for today's episode, obviously, a certified feng shui practitioner and red ribbon professional with the International Feng Shui Guild. So um, let's get into different types of qi, spelled Q-I or C-H-I, which is defined as a vital force or a life-generating energy. It's like this life-giving energy that's inside of us. And again, according to Chinese metaphysics, there's different types and not all are the same. And these can all be found within our home. You know, how can you kind of identify these types of energies that are there? Um, this is a little bit of a revamping of an episode I presented a couple years ago that was still up. So I have taken that down and I've kind of redone some audio for it. So if you heard this episode before, stick around and maybe you'll learn something new. Let's get into different types of chi. guys so looking at the energy we can kind of compare it to our our life cycle right ourselves as a person everything in nature is kind of cyclical you know we have this um, cycle of death and, re- and birth right or death of rebirth who, who, according to you know what what you believe you know who knows right and so but we have this this cycle you know in nature you know plants have this cycle people have a cycle and so when you think about it you know us as, as people we're born you know we don't know a lot we're in our infancy we're trying to discover things and learn how the world works you know and we go through adolescence and we grow and we learn things you know and so there's this growth stage and then when we get to our our young adulthood you know our 20s our 30s i'm gonna say 40s because that's where i'm at we're at this peak you know where our energy's high uh, we're feeling good still you know um we're reproducing, we're having babies, we're climbing in our career, you know, things are at a peak in life, you know, where they're, they're climbing up, they're, they're doing well for us, you know, and, um, you know, kind of that stable part of, of our lives, right? And then, of course, we get towards retirement, we get a little bit older towards middle age, maybe we slow down a little bit, you know, we want to kind of just take things slower, maybe life has been particularly difficult, and you're tired, you know, maybe your body is slowing down because you're having health issues, things like that. And so we kind of come to the stage where there's a little bit of stagnant energy, right? And maybe just not doing as much. And then, of course, at our old age, we get towards, you know, the things that old age bring us and eventually pass away, you know, that's just his life and energy, right? And so the energy and chi can be very much the same way. There's life generating, there's stagnant, there's, you know, a peak, a peak of energy. And then there, of course, is a deadly or, or death energy. And so in our house, it can be very much the same. So let's look at how to identify that within our house and what these energies are called. So we're going to start with the prosperous chi, which is called Wang Chi. So here in these Joey app notes, it says it's the most vibrant form of chi and chi in this form is at its prime stage 
where it's strong, nurturing, and fortunate, it accelerates performance and improves the quality of our lives. So the way Feng Shui describes it is it translates to a prosperous energy, but it says it represents current wealth and current luck and happiness. So it's a timely amount of energy. It's almost like, um, uh, you know, it's, it's a time in your life where you've been very prosperous. I can, can, I can liken it to that. So it's a part of your home that might be receiving a good amount of chi. So it is the most appropriate type of chi for people who need immediate luck to tap into. And usually that comes with using, um, date selection and feng shui activation. So it's an active chi. The next one is Xing Qi. It is described as a growing stage of Qi and it's called growing Qi. So Qi in this stage of life is life generating and growing. It is strong and promotes prosperity and good fortune. It hastens opportunities and progress and it sharpens our thinking and stabilizes our emotions. So uh, here from Feng Shui, it says that it translates to growth energy or growing energy. It is the chi that's mentioned most by Feng Shui practitioners, and a Xing Qi refers to growth, your future life and well being. And um, it is one of the directions in eight mansions. So usually you'll see what your Xing Qi direction is, and that's the direction usually you'll be facing um, to be like when you're working or thinking or being active. The next is called retreating chi or tu chi. And in this stage, the chi has expired and it's waning, it's going away. So it's an old and beginning to lose its strength and the energy is growing weaker. Um, here uh, from the Feng Shui article, it says meaning retreating chi. It's associated with slowing down, aging, or escaping chi. Among the energy that might reside in a home, this is one of the lowest potencies and has negative effects that can be lived without, uh, lived with without major consequences. So the way I would describe this, um, so that would probably be bad, something like bad forms. And, um, so in a form which you're not actually collecting chi flow into your home. So that can mean that the chi flow isn't actually coming into your front door or, you know, the entrance that you use, or you have a form in which the chi is escaping. So maybe you have a front door that directly faces a back door. It could be something like that. The next one is called dead chi or si chi and chi in this stage is dead and non-moving. These energies can actually be toxic and obstructing and chi in this form impedes performance and upsets balance. And this is a stagnant stage of chi. So it translates to death energy. It means motionless backwards or stale. And as the name implies, it's not a good type of energy to have in a home that you want to be prosperous. So the way I kind of describe this chi really is probably, um, the, uh, the presence of a really cluttered home, um, a home that doesn't get a regularly cleaned. Maybe it's like a storeroom in your home that, um, has no windows and you're not, you're not moving stuff around in the area. This can be a stagnant chi. One of the other most notorious forms of this energy is the Sha Chi. So Sha Chi is another one that's referenced most by many Feng Shui practitioners. And it is defined as a killing Chi and it is a form of Chi that's actually considered destructive and harmful. And in my notes here, it says its force is strong and menacing. Killing Chi reduces vitality and has the 
binding effect to one's thinking and performance. And this is a violent stage of chi. So how do you find this chi, you know, the sha chi? And this is usually identified by bad forms, especially in your external environment. And of course, when I say feng shui forms, that does mean, you know, those kind of rules we follow when we do feng shui. So that's what a feng shui form is. You know, we want to have our back to a wall. We don't want to sleep, you know, with our headboard uh, up against the window. Those are feng shui forms. And so, but negative forms will be considered, you know, beams over our head where we're sleeping, sharp corners pointing to our, our bed while we sleep, or if we or work in a specific area and there's a sharp corner pointing towards us, beams overhead, um, you know, uh, stuff like that. Drains and pipes can be considered a shachi if they're in the wrong area, if they seem to be bothering you, maybe they're behind you when you're sleeping. Um, bad forms could also be considered where, you know, maybe there's power lines, maybe there's um, radio towers, maybe there are 5G towers, like those are all considered bad negative forms. If you look at your front door and you see sharp roof line pointing directly towards your door, that could be a shachi negative form, you know, especially if it's particularly negative. Earlier I talked about things blocking your front door, so I don't know if it's better to have it blocked or to have something sharp pointing towards it, you know, not receive the energy or to have something actually attacking it, you know, I'd rather have the not receiving the energy, have the stagnant energy. <laughs> and so another thing that can impact this is uh, incorrect, what is called direct and indirect spirit. And that is actually just where mountains and water are seen within our external environment. And so sometimes if there's a negative water placement, you know, maybe it's in the wrong area in relation to where our home is, that can be a shachi. And a lot of times these don't generally affect us until maybe a bad flying star combination comes in, you know, a negative year, a negative combination or something for that year comes in. Then we have this negative form in the area that shachi, and then it can have the impact on us. So it might not impact you on an everyday basis, um, but it might be something that one could potentially cause long-term health issues or two, when a negative flying star combination comes in, you have bad forms, then you will feel the impact and maybe somebody will experience some sort of illness or something within the family. So that is the shachi energy. All right, guys, there also is a chi called Dichi, and this uh, from the Feng Shui article here. I had never heard of this term until I looked in this Feng Shui article, but I have heard of the concept. Um, and it is called Dichi, again, refers to earth energy from the ground, and is sometimes referred to as earth chi. It says here it's one of the focal points of geomancers to tap on Dichi so that home residents can benefit from auspiciousness that it brings. Generally, a property that is built or standing on land will be linked to Dichi, and apartments that are above the ground will suffer from lack of Dichi. Um, again, I've heard of this concept, but I never heard it called Dichi until I looked at this article. Um, I don't do a lot of assessments of high rise just because I don't have a lot of my area. I've only done them remotely. So thanks to you guys that have let me <laughs> do your remote assessments on the high rise because it is something that uh, is pretty interesting. So one of the questions also that I get sometimes when doing high rises um, is, you know, uh, maybe about like certain energies that, that might be present. And there, I will say that there's there's not ways to make calculations on some specific energies, um, some uh, different um, 
energies that I talk about on the podcast. Sometimes if, if the apartment itself is not sitting on the ground, you won't have those energies within your home because it is an earth energy, like um, the Taisoi, the Grand Duke, for example, that would be a considered earth energy. And if your house is not on the ground or it's above, you know, I have a second level to my home. I don't have to consider those things on the second level because that's not touching the ground and the earth. And so renovations actually won't affect the area, which is really nice. Um, another thing about Dichi, um, I, I would assume that when you're doing feng shui for burial, um, one of the things you can look at is assessment of the soil quality. And that goes for building a home too, but um, also for, again, feng shui for burial, because it said that the body absorbs the earth energy, you know, the chi that runs through the earth, right? And so uh, I have heard of it referred to in that way also. And again, earlier in the year, I did an episode on soil assessment and different types of soil. And... Um, so that kind of shows you the chi that is in the soil. And so I'm guessing that's part of the uh, earth chi also is soil assessment. So yeah, again, I know that um, also if there's uh, maybe there's an apartment that is built above a garage, a void, uh, maybe there's a area that you drive underneath, you know, there's, there's certain times you can't make certain calculations. Uh, if the building is not touching the ground. And that also goes for buildings that are maybe elevated for flooding. I know some houses maybe sit like on a stilt or something like that, um, just kind of depending on the area. So yeah, um, your house would lack the earth energy. And if you need to make renovations, your house actually wouldn't count if it's not touching the ground. You don't have to worry about those no renovation areas that I talk about each month uh, to avoid. So that's kind of an advantage, but Another disadvantage is certain uh, energies can't be tapped into and you can't make certain calculations if you're not touching the ground. So let's cover yin and yang chi a little bit um, because it does cover it here in this article. So yin chi, um, it's really a still energy. It's a calm energy. It's the low lighting. You know, it's the, the little bit lack of sunlight. Um, it's really an energy where we want to be calm, in an area that we don't maybe use a whole lot, that refers to again energy. Maybe the um, chi or energy flow is a little bit lower in that area. Um, but yang chi, yang chi is more active. It's referred to it in the masculine and it's said to be like the living, you know, um, just like with feng shui, there's a yin house feng shui, which is feng shui for burial and a yang house feng shui, which is feng shui for the living. And, um, so they're not necessarily, one's not good and one's not bad. It's just, um, opposite. Just like we, we need a feminine and a masculine to reproduce. We need, you know, a yin and yang to, um, produce, if that makes sense. And so we need the, the opposition. We need the low lighting. We need the sunlight, you know, we need the sun and the moon. So we need those, the two opposites. Um, so one's not bad or one's not considered negative, even though it's yin. I think a lot of people, um, because the yin is supposed to be a more feminine energy and that people sometimes refer to, they think it means it's something negative, but it's, it doesn't mean negative. It just means opposite. If that makes sense, opposite of the yang. And so yang energy, it's going to be a room that's bright, full of light, uh, maybe it's lively, you know, maybe you, um, it's anything that's very active. So that's the difference between the two energies of yin and yang. 
And when looking at these five types of qi, the wang qi, the xing qi, the tui qi, the si qi, and the sha qi, those can actually be mapped out in our home, much like we do with like the eight mansions mapping, you know, our favorable and unfavorable areas in our home. Or if you've had me do the energy mapping, I map it out in that pie kind of shaped grid. Uh, or um, if you do BTB feng shui, you might have those, you know, those life aspirations, right? Um, the, the bagua that's laid over. So the same exact thing can be done using a system called purple white feng shui, purple white stars. And it shows where all, where all these sectors are in your house. And when I was doing this episode, I was like, why have I not offered to map people's um, purple white areas out? Why have I not offered to map out the most vibrant areas of energy in your home? I don't know. I usually just stick to the eight sectors. I think maybe I thought it wouldn't be um is is easy to follow i suppose because it's a different concept uh, not a lot of feng shui practitioners use it but it is the school of thought that i follow and i do use it very often when i do my assessments i actually you know will kind of go through and it's one of those things uh, where i don't uh necessarily talk about it with the client because i felt like it would confuse them and so uh, this is kind of how it would be used let's let's just give an example um the xing qi you can actually enhance the area and uh, you can activate it you know uh, it shows the most vibrant xing qi life generating area and that's the one we activate the most because it's a building energy that's um you know it's good to use that Wang Chi, the peak of the energy. But if you think about it, when you're at your peak, are you going to go any further or are you going to eventually decline, right? It's like uh, when it's the hottest outside, it's not going to get any hotter than that. It's going to, that's the hottest it's going to be our high temperature, right? Our highest temperature for the year. It's not going to get hotter than that. <laughs> so it's like using the hottest temperature in the oven. You can't make it any hotter, right? Um, and so for that reason, we usually, as a practitioner, use the Xing Qi sectors and uh, enhance those, you know, with uh, feng shui activations and stuff like that, kind of pinpoint some areas. And so I do this for clients. I just don't talk about it because, uh, again, it's just a little, um, maybe could be a little complicated. However, uh, if you want me to do that, I am more than happy to do that. Um, and it is uh, probably, when I thought about it, I was like, it's probably actually easier than looking at the eight sectors and then trying to enhance it that way, you know. And so uh, another way it can be used also is to look at, uh, say, maybe your kitchen's in the north and you've learned that, you know, the north, of course, is a water sector and that, you know, you have a stove there, which obviously represents fire. And so you have a fire and water uh, clashing energy. And so you wonder, is my stove being in the north going to impact my health? You know, how's it going to impact me? You know, it may be a question. And so the answer to that is that with, with this purple white system, we're mapping it out in, in this way. We're able to say like, okay, maybe it's in the sea or the Shachi area of your home and maybe then your health would eventually be affected, you know, and there's some different uh, times we can pinpoint when that might happen, you know, just depending. Um, and then there's another thing, uh, kind of like what I talked about the Shachi, um, but then there's the, the other side of it, right? Where you're like, oh, my kitchen's in the north and, um, you know, so, uh, but the Xing Qi, you know, sector is right there. The most vibrant Qi area is right there. And so that means that that is going to have less of an impact and you don't really need to worry about it. And so that's another way it's kind of used. So again, if you want to take advantage of that, um, just kind of note, um, you know that on the on the floor plan but definitely check out the link below because i do have a link that just takes you directly you can actually just upload your floor plan just tell me i just want the uh you know 
vibrant chi areas of my home or something like that. You know, just kind of leave, leave a little note there and kind of specify what you want. Um, and yeah, we'll check that out. But um, I really think that this might be easier for you as a listener to uh, understand. And I think I might um, I kind of move to this a little bit because I was like, why haven't I, why don't I talk about it? You know, why don't I talk about it? So I don't know. let me know what you think. All right, guys, let's go ahead and go to Folklore Friday segment and talk about the origin of dumplings and why they're eaten on the winter solstice. Um, Last week, you may have noticed that there was an unexplicable lack of an episode (laughs) if you're a weekly listener. And uh, I had this episode planned for last week. I was going to take the first off. uh, I was going to take uh, this week off and uh, get everything ready for December. Um, but uh, plans changed my, uh, I had a nice little, you know, work week planned, uh, some, some light working, had, you know, getting all this done before the holiday season and also had some activities planned with my family and just kind of generally enjoy the Thanksgiving break, you know, and uh, started off with my dog getting sick then the other dog got sick and my daughter was also sick. And so uh, I didn't have the mental capacity to put out an episode. I was trying to get everything uh, done. Everybody into the vet into the doctor and everything before uh, everything closed down for thanksgiving you know i was having to rush around and get medicine and everything Uh, it was just a a really crazy week and so i just didn't even worry about it (laughs) i just i can't even do it um one thing I did want to do, though, is get my holiday baking done. And so I was able to get some baking done. Honestly, thanks to Magic Mind Productivity Shot. Thank you so much <laughs> for, for that. Um, obviously, the caffeine. I had lack of sleep from the dogs. Um, you know, they're kind of pacing, roaming around. It's particularly uh, my, my youngest dog. She was, uh, I don't know, she just wasn't able to sleep very well. And uh, she sleeps in our room, you know, but... Uh, moving around and walking around stuff at night just not feeling well I was not able to sleep very well for a few days in a row and um, you know I definitely need that caffeine boost caffeine from the matcha really helped again I think I get too jittery drinking too much coffee and so uh, magic mind is a great alternative for somebody who gets jittery from the coffee I also think too my biggest thing was that mental clarity I I could not even the think you know and so being able to follow like a cookbook and a recipe, I was like, I don't, I don't even know. But honestly, um, the productivity shot for Magic Mind, I think, was very helpful uh, because they have nootropics in it. It does help with mental clarity and does help fight that mental fatigue, you know. And so I think that was super helpful. And I think, you know, whenever somebody else is sick and we're having to take care of our family, right, we worry about us ourselves getting sick, you know, um, not just from, you know, anything contagious. My daughter wasn't contagious, thank God, but, um, just, you know, lack of sleep and everything and being tired, trying to run around and just being stressed out does, you know, take a toll in our immune system. And Magic Mind does have some supplements in it that do support the immune function. So that's really nice too. Um, and then, of course, the ashwagandha does help fight that stress and anxiety. I know my daughter actually just takes ashwagandha supplement just because she um, just, you know, not a magic mind one, but just a regular ashwagandha supplement. And she thinks it helps with stress and anxiety. And I tend to agree. I think it helps uh, with that stress and anxiety. So um, thank you, Magic Mind, for getting me through <laughs> my holiday cooking last week. I know it's quite popular with a lot of podcasters. And, uh, but how many times, you know, as a mom, you know, our mom duties, we need to get done. We could use a little bit of a, a boost, you know, a little bit of help. And I do think Magic Mind is a nice alternative for 
anybody trying to get um, their mom stuff done also, you know, our, our parental activities. So thank you for sponsoring today's episode, Magic Mind. And uh, you can go to magicmind.com backslash feng shui, F-E-N-G-S-H-U-I. Use code feng shui 20, F-E-N-G-S-H-U-I 20 for up to 20% off of a one-time order and over 50% off of a subscription order. I know they have a 30 pack that would definitely get you through the holiday season, get all your duties done. You know, I know we're running around and trying to uh, get all our kids stuff. I remember when I was a stay-at-home mom, had to do all the uh, little winter activities. You know, I volunteered a lot at my kids' school and and did all those uh, type of things. And definitely, I wish I would have had Magic Mind during that time. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, highly recommend trying it. So magicmind.com backslash feng shui, F-E-N-G-S-H-U-I. Use code feng shui 20 for that discount there. And of course, the link will be in the show notes. It just links directly to it. All right, let's go ahead and go to our Folklore Friday segment. And from TravelChina.com, the origins of the dumplings and why they're eaten on the winter solstice. Two different tales here of the origins of dumplings and why they're eaten. Uh, one so your ears won't fall off and the other to memorialize a fairy. <laughs> so I did see in another little article or little story that said it helps prevent your ears from falling off. But uh, the story here goes that on the winter solstice, uh, people eat dumplings because of a famous doctor named Shang uh, Zhaojing. And so, again, famous doctor that found that many people's ears were frozen and festered in the snowy winter. Kind of sounds like an ear infection. I used to get this all the time. Uh, so when he came up with the idea to help these people, he had asked his followers to set up a medical shed in the street. And then he boiled mutton with pepper and some Chinese med- medicines. After that, he chopped them up and wrapped them into dough. And he lastly, he boiled these for people to eat. And after taking the food, the ears of the people were cured. Since then, people have eaten the food on the winter solstice and named it Xiaoji, which means dumplings. Um, and it's said to prevent your ears from being frozen. So if I mispronounce that, I apologize to my Chinese-speaking listeners. Okay. Uh, another reason that these dumplings are said to be eaten is to memorialize a fairy named Zhao. And so there is, uh, in the winter solstice folklore, it's said that eating dumplings is in memorandum of this fairy so in the liang dynasty the emperor believed in buddhism so much that he forbade his people to eat meat and to sacrifice meat to the gods so the gods uh, were so unhappy with their sacrifices that this actually started a three-year drought Uh, But there was a cypress tree fairy named Zhao, and she could not bear to see the people suffering, so much so that she turned into a girl uh, and named herself Zhao on the winter solstice. She then taught the people to wrap up meat in dough and sacrifice the foods as an offering to the gods. The gods were so moved by her actions, and it started to rain, and the drought was over. Later, Zhao was murdered by the emperor, very harsh, and it doesn't even say why, and to memorialize the... A fairy and her good deeds of people named the food Jiaji or Jiaxi. Again, sorry to my <laughs> to my native speaking Chinese. Okay, so uh, with a similar pronunciation uh, with Jiao's name and 
ever since then have eaten dumplings on her birthday, which is said to be on the winter solstice. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Of course, we're kind of winding down for the rest of the year. Next week is the December energy update, and then we're already into January. Can you believe that? Crazy. And then we will be into 2024. Um, Lunar New Year's coming up. Year of the Dragon is coming up. Pretty crazy. Um, kind of talking about wrapping up the year. Spotify wrapped released last, uh, yesterday, actually, just yesterday. And a uh, shout out to listeners in, of course, the, the most listened to countries. I think the most uh, countries I'm listening in is the United States. Shout out to them. No surprise there because I live in the United States. Uh, close second though, Philippines. Hey, Filipino listeners, I really appreciate you listening from different countries. Number three is Australia. Welcome, Australia listeners. Ireland and the United Kingdom. So thank you guys so much, especially my international listeners. Surprisingly enough, I feel like I get the most communication from uh, the United Kingdom from my British listeners. Um, you're, you guys are the ones that send the most floor plan mappings in, interestingly enough. So yeah, welcome guys. I, I really appreciate you guys listening and I look forward to the continued growth the next year. I really feel like I've seen growth this year. And uh, look forward to it just to continue to grow. So I appreciate you very much. And of course, show my appreciation. I do offer those free energy mappings, those floor plan. Let me know which one you want. Uh, if you want those, uh, you know, I mapped out with the five different types of chi. It might be very helpful to you, right? Um, I, I really think I'm going to kind of push towards mapping that way because I think it's a little bit more understandable. So if you want that done, shoot me a message. Uh, you can literally upload directly to my website. And you don't actually have to have a exact facing direction for that it might be a little easier for you to understand so i think i'm going to work on shifting to mapping that way um thanks to this episode so anyway yeah just shoot me a message if you need anything and i'll catch you guys next week for energy update uh, one thing that i did want to announce too is i am going to have like a little new year's live party where i do the zodiac signs i think i'm going to make it like a, a just like a little new year's event which i think will be fun so uh, i will do that live i'll probably just do live on zoom I haven't had a lot of luck in other platforms. So if you want to join me just for a Zoom session, a Zoom a little New Year's Zodiac party, I think that'll be fun. So let me know what you think. I'll have more on that in the next couple weeks because I there's some stuff I had to get, you know, kind of ready to do that. So I look forward to that and really hope you join me for that. And I look forward to uh, January and uh, even February and looking at what this uh, year of the dragon, what that shift is going to look like. And so, yeah, I'm just getting all that ready for you guys. And I hope you're looking forward to it as much as I am. I'll catch you guys next week for energy update. For free energy mapping of your floor plan, please check the link in the show notes. To support today's podcast, go to learnfengshui.com, sign up for emails, leave a review, and share with your family and friends.